This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday. Yes, Thursday. I get so confused with dates and times and everything. Like how, you know, I thought the January 6th hearing was taking place tonight at 8 8 p.m. 8 a.m., yeah. And I swear to you that last night, the reason why I was saying that is because I was looking at the schedule on C-SPAN that said 8 p.m. Now, it could have been that I was looking at the schedule for last week. However, it did indeed say it was focused on pressuring Mike Pence, which is indeed what they talked about today during the hearing. We're going to hear about all that here in just a little bit. I could have been too high to be reading schedules on C-SPAN. C-SPAN could have been smoking the crack and telling me that the hearing was scheduled for 8 o'clock. Maybe the hearing actually was scheduled for 8 o'clock and they moved it to like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, whatever it was. I couldn't be here with you to stream the hearings because my water was scheduled to be out today. That They were doing something on the complex. They told us that the water was going to be out. But whenever the water went out, the internet also went out. And the internet was out a hell of a lot longer than the water was out today. Which, if you guys know, I, I work from home as a, as a video editor, voiceover artist and shit. Wouldn't you know, wouldn't you know, wouldn't you know that last night I was assigned two voiceovers from one of my clients. And also, I had a new video to start working on. Chopping up a video, uh, uh live stream, podcast, whatever the fuck you want to call it, into into social media videos. I neither downloaded the video nor downloaded the scripts for the voiceovers I needed to do that I was going to work on this morning. So I got up and was like, guess I'll play, I'll play fucking PlayStation 5. I'll get high, I'll go back to bed. I took a nap and uh, I got up about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock and the internet was back. Hold on, I I actually I took a bong rip as we were counting down. I gotta re repackage my bong here. I had a little bit left over. I was smoking with my buddy before I started putting together the the troll patrol that we're gonna talk about tonight. All the different topics. The fuck is on my list over here? This is this is the time when I run down. It's called it's called billboarding. The broadcasting biz. Exactly what we're gonna talk about on tonight's show. Of course, the January 6th hearing, which I was just uh, detailing. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know if it was supposed to be tonight and they rescheduled it. Whatever. Apparently, it was pretty fucking damning. I have, I have not watched any of it. I'm going to watch it with you fine people here in just a little bit. Here is your meme for the day. Mr. Oz from New Jersey has to run against John Fetterman. Pennsylvania Senate race. We're going to talk about one of the GOP Senate candidates tonight. It is not Dr. Oz. I know Warlord's favorite, if you're here, Warlord. Fucking Warlord loves him some Oz. We're going to talk about Herschel Walker. And 
I didn't think it was a big deal yesterday. There was this whole thing about how he had a a a kid he didn't pay for, a kid he didn't see, a secret kid. I didn't think that's not the kind of journalism I do. That's not the news story I like to talk about. So I didn't include it on the list. But now we're up to like fucking three or four. I don't even know what it is. He has three or four kids that he's had in secret that he's been out here talking about uh, deadbeat dads and shit. So I guess we're going to have to talk about how many kids Herschel Walker actually has other than other than Christian, the really snotty brat is trying to take over Instagram and Twitter. We're also going to talk about uh, Walker's claims that he worked as an FBI agent. Spoiler alert, they're not true. He also claims he ran a chicken business. Spoiler alert, that is also not true. Unfortunately, unfortunately, a concert has been canceled Well, Mr. John Hinckley unceremoniously had his concert canceled by a venue. It was a sold-out concert, too. It was sold out. The concert was fucking sold out. We're going to hear from Hinckley, who gave an interview to People Magazine. For those of you unfamiliar with who John Hinckley is, he tried to do us all a favor back in the 80s with an attempted assassination President Ronald Reagan. He tried to do us a favor. Unfortunately, he did not succeed. He is now out of prison. He's uh, apparently completely free. No longer even has to check in or anything. So we're going to hear John Hinckley's. I, unfortunately, we don't have video. It's it's in People Magazine. Smokey, hey, buddy. You've been really fucking clingy. Come on, get my lap. I haven't even been able to take a hit. RB has weeded me twice and I haven't been able to take a hit yet, buddy. You know I'm not high enough for this shit. Hey, but you're awfully cute. Got some wild video of a bear stalking a family. Is that of uh, Arizona, I believe? Uh, we're going to speculate about Vladimir Putin's health. Ooh, ooh. Got multiple indications that the economy is going to crash. The stock market is down today, looking to be the worst week since March of 2020. We're going to talk about how raising interest rates are going to affect average Americans. We're going to hear from Howard Schultz about how he don't want to work with no unions. I'm going to read a piece called The Stock Market Wants a Recession. The Stock Market Wants a Re- Recession. Ida, every fucking day. I've, I've, I have, I have been uh, on video chat with my best friend in, in Kentucky. He's like, boy, it's hot out here. Like, man, it's a historic heat wave. Just every day I get more forceful with it. Like, 
Man, I told you, if you watch the Troll Patrol, you know it's a historic heat wave right now. I don't, I, I think it's hot out there. I don't know. And my air conditioner kind of sounds like it's going to give out. And it's wild because they just put in a new one. Just got a new air conditioner put in not that long ago, just a few months ago. We're going to talk about Rand Paul versus Dr. Fauci. Round, what, 27 now in Senate hearings? Fauci making a virtual appearance after testing positive for COVID. We're going to talk about the new sub-variants of Omicron. We're also going to a, a fucking frightening piece about how a person with a month-long infection is a breeding ground for a new, far more deadly variant. Yay! Dustin bringing you the the doomsday news with a happy troll face. Several members of Congress are refusing to cooperate with ethics investigations. I've not read the story yet, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's a bipartisan effort. We're going to see some of that rare bipartisanship from uh, Washington, D.C. I'm assuming he's going to be members from both parties that are like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want to talk to you. A New Mexico county is refusing to certify their midterm elections. A Nevada gubernatorial candidate is refusing to concede. More indications of the Trumpism spreading throughout the country. You're not going to believe what... Oh, wait a minute. You're totally going to believe. If you're familiar with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, you're totally going to believe what, I, what, what I'm going to tell you he had to say about the victims uh, in the mass shooting at Uvalde, the Robb Elementary School. A doctor known for COVID misinformation has been sentenced for their role in the January 6th Capitol attack. And so much more. We got so much fun tonight. I know everybody's just like last night, everybody was waiting for Lauren Bobert. Tonight, everybody's going to be waiting for how many kids does Herschel Walker have? Fortunately, that's towards the end of the show. I apologize. We got a long one tonight. So go ahead. Strap in. Buckle up, kiddos. Let's start with the January 6th bullshit. Witnessed what some consider to be the most important January 6th hearing to date. There was powerful testimony from one of the most respected conservative lawyers. Well, I'm sorry I missed it. I was under the impression that it was going to happen at 8 o'clock, that it was going to be happening right now. We were going to watch it live, but I was confused. Might have been high. Might have been too high to do this shit. Players in the Republican Party warning ominously that the threat to democracy isn't over and that former President Donald Trump and his allies present, quote, a clear and present danger in 2024. Former federal judge. It's not just 2024. I'm going to illustrate it right here. What would have been a revolution within a constitutional crisis. Strong words. And we learned today that rioters came within 40 feet of Mike Pence. And we saw new pictures today of the former vice president huddled in a secure location under the Capitol 
reading Trump's tweets. In the words of one of the committee witnesses, if the violent mob had found Mike Pence, they probably would have killed him. And we have some new reporting. CBS News has learned that former President Trump is following these hearings, and he is... (laughs) Yeah, you bet he is. We had team coverage tonight, starting with CBS's Scott McFarlane on Capitol Hill. Scott, good evening. Hey, Nora, the committee detailed an unprecedented pressure campaign against Mike Pence, which ignited the crowd, some of whom, the committee says, were willing to kill Pence. I don't like this guy. He looks like he should be, like, selling me something in Fallout 4. Like, he's he is a, a NPC in Fallout 4, Fallout, Fallout 3 in new vegas or something he's, he's he's working for one of those corporations he's in a, he's in a vending machine telling me something i don't like this guy he a robot the riotous mob got within four 40- is, is that google's ai on january 6th pence's lawyer greg jacob was with him i don't think i was aware that they were as close as that at least some willing to murder according to the committee and an fbi informant the proud boys would have killed Mike Pence if given a chance. The committee contended the mob... Well, they were chanting, hang Mike Pence, it's pretty clear. Pence lacked courage. The situation was already bad, and so it felt like he was pouring gasoline on the fire by tweeting that. New images showed Pence hiding in an underground safe room. The committee also showed Trump in the Oval Office on the morning of January 6th when he put final pressure on Pence to block certification of the election in an explosive phone call. The conversation was was pretty heated. It was a different tone than I'd heard him take um, with the vice president before. Ivanka Trump telling an aide what vulgarity he called the vice president. Do you remember what she said? Her father called him the P word. His aides say Pence called him a pussy. Called him a pussy. Trump called Pence a pussy. Have the former vice president reject the electors and throw the election to Trump. There is no uh, justifiable basis to conclude that the vice president has that kind of authority. The committee said even Trump's chief of staff and Eastman himself knew the plan was bogus and dangerous. Former White House lawyer Eric Hirschman said he warned Eastman. You're saying that you believe the vice president acting as president of the Senate can be the sole decision maker as to, under your theory, who becomes the next president of the United States. And you said yes. And I said, are you out of your effing mind? I said, You're gonna are you out of your fucking mind? After the attack, Eastman emailed Rudy Giuliani asking to be considered for a pardon. I assert my Fifth Amendment right against uh, being compelled to be a witness against myself. And when deposed by the committee this past December, Eastman took the fifth more than 140 times. Conservative Judge Michael Ludig, an outside advisor to Pence, said the threat to democracy remains to this day. Donald Trump and his... We're going to hear his comments in full here in just a second. Well, at least a, a piece, a piece of... That comment in full. That even makes sense. We're going to hear more than the little snippet that CBS News has. White House attorney Eric Hirschman testified that the next day, January 7th, he received a call from Dr. This is about Eastman seeking a pardon because he knew what he was doing was fucking wrong. The day after, uh, Eastman, I don't remember why he called me. He's in a or he texted me or called me, wanted to talk with me, and he said he couldn't reach others. 
And he started to ask me about something. This dude should be selling me a used car, by the way, not not a lawyer. Uh, and I said to him, "Some people would say the skill set is one and the same." Right? I said, "I said I only want to hear two words coming out of your mouth for now on: orderly transition." No, he screamed. I said, I don't want to hear any other effing words coming out of your mouth, no matter what, other than orderly transition. Repeat those words to me. And I screamed. What that he said. Eventually, he said, orderly transition. I said, good, John. Now I'm going to give you the best free legal advice you're ever getting in your life. Huh. Get a great effing criminal defense lawyer. You're going to need it. And then I hung up on him. In fact, just a few days later, Dr. Eastman emailed Rudy Giuliani and requested that he be included. On it's a- only like a three-minute clip, RB. That's why. That's why it is. It is just concisely what we want to hear. But it's the whole statement. I've decided that I should be on the pardon list if that is still in the works. Dr. Eastman did not receive his presidential. The pardon list. They had a pardon list in the works when he was deposed by this committee. I assert my Fifth Amendment right against uh, being compelled to be a witness against myself. Did the Trump legal team ask you to prepare a memorandum regarding the vice president's role in the counting of electoral votes at the joint session of Congress on January 6, 2021? Dr. Eastman, did you advise the president of the United States that the vice president could reject electors from seven states and declare that the president had been reelected? Fifth. Fifth. <laughs> of the memo starts off by saying seven states have yes. submitted dual slates of electors to the president of the Senate. Is that statement in this memo true? Yes. Yes. <laughs> publicly your January 4th, 2021 conversation with him. Yes. I love that he had to consult with the lawyer, and the lawyer had to go like cover himself up like he's calling the play in the NFL. Had to cover his mouth. Fifth. Fifth. <laughs> uh, so is it your position that you can discuss in the media direct conversations you had with the President of the United States, but you will not discuss those same conversations with this committee? Fifth. Fifth. Dr. Eastman pled the fifth a hundred times. But it was 140. They said it earlier that it was 140. To date, who has opined on whether the president was involved in criminal activity. Page 36 of Judge Carter's ruling says, quote, based on the evidence, the court finds... Oh my God, RB, you know, I didn't even think about that. They should have took that into consideration in doing these hearings. They sh- these hearings should have took place while SNL was still on so that they got more attention. Democrats don't know how to do politics. Because the problem with, like, SNL doesn't come back until, like, fucking October. This is gonna, like, we, we have a short memory in this country. We will have forgotten about this by the fucking time SNL comes back. Maybe it's the end of September. Like they should, they should have took this into consideration. Is it more likely than not that the president? Watch it, watch it be a week that like Colbert is off. I don't think that's true. I think Colbert has been doing like live shows around January it. Twenty twenty one. 
page 40 of the ruling says, Bogey, dude, you're being annoying. The court finds that it is more likely than not that President Trump and Dr. Eastman dishonestly conspired to obstruct the joint session of Congress on January 6th, 2021. And page 44, Dr. Eastman and President Trump launched a campaign to overturn a Democratic election, an action unprecedented in American history. Their campaign was not confined to the ivory tower. It was a coup in search of a legal theory. He's kicking me. Why are you doing that? Mr. Jacob, what would have happened to our democracy if Vice President Pence had gone along with this plan and certified Donald Trump as the winner of the 2020 election? So there would have been short-term and long-term effects. The short-term I previously described, a constitutional jump ball situation, political chaos in Washington, lawsuits, um, and who knows what happening in the streets. And you would have had the Vice President of the United States having- It would have been wild. Um, that the outcomes of these state elections were incorrect. Um, so for all of those reasons, um, there would have been significant short-term consequences. But in the long term, uh, we would have established a situation where a vice president would have asserted that one person could have the authority to determine the outcome of an election, which is antithetical to everything in our democracy, is antithetical to the rule of law. And so it would have been... Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, significant impacts, both in the short and the long Democracy. term. Judge Ludig, in the statement you released earlier today, you wrote that the efforts by President Trump to overturn the 2020 election were, quote, the most reckless, insidious, and calamitous failures in both legal and political judgment in American history. What did you mean by that? We may not have to come back to this guy. Exactly what I said, Congressman. <laughs> Thank you, Judge. <laughs> Mr. Chairman. Thank you. That was, I yield back. It was incredibly illuminating. Maybe, maybe, maybe we do need to move on to the clip that I have specifically. But before that, let's talk about how Benny Thomas is saying that they need to talk to uh, old Jenny Just Thomas. To Benny Thompson committee's chairman. needs to talk Benny to Thomas. Jenny Thomas. Told NBC News that at some point they will invite the wife of Justice Clarence Thomas to talk to the committee. It comes after the Washington Post reports that the committee now has emails between Jenny Thomas and John Eastman, a lawyer. The committee says pressured then Vice President Pence to block Biden's victory. Emails that suggest her efforts to overturn the election. Well, well, well. Previously known. NBC's Ali Vitelli is on Capitol Hill with this news. Betsy Woodruff. Well, what was known was enough to subpoena her ass. What the fuck? Attorney, both are MSNBC contributors. Ali, what did we just learn in the past few minutes? Yeah, Chris, the chairman of this committee leaving us some breadcrumbs in light of this new news about Ginny Thomas having alleged emails between herself and John Eastman. Of course, Eastman is a name that we're going to hear a lot today as the committee starts to detail the pressure campaign on former Vice President Mike Pence. But Thompson telling reporters just off the floor here this morning, these are his words, that we think it's time that we would at some point invite Ginny Thomas. I think it's time that we impeach. Tell reporters when at 
Clarence Thomas, or I like, as I like to call him, old Peem Cam. Reference to the fact that this is due to information that the committee has come upon. Again, it's a trail of breadcrumbs because it's quite vague, but this is the challenge of the committee, as you and I were talking about at the beginning of the hour. There is still more reporting being done. There's still more fact-finding being done on the part of the committee. They've referenced the fact that they have people continually coming forward. This was always going to be the parallel track process for the committee that wanted to start publicly laying out its narrative while also still leaving no stone unturned and continuing to follow the facts where they lead them. As it pertains to Ginny Thomas, of course, this would be a new escalation for the committee, but we are also told it's not just Thompson who's saying this, that Ch Vice Chairwoman Liz Cheney, according to an aide... Cheney seems to be the one that is the most eager to hold people accountable. And good on Liz Cheney. I mean, fuck her in so many other ways. Good on her for, like, actually sticking to her guns. Like, she wants to see something done about this. Wild, which I mean, clearly something should be done because the judge that we just heard from, it's like a nine minute clip. Mr. Jacob, our nation owes you a great debt for your knowledge, integrity, and your loyalty to our constitution. You and Vice President Pence are exactly the people our nation needed at a critical time. You had the courage to. Let's get to this is a federal judge Ludig. American people. You heard him referenced earlier. Exactly what he said. Is <laughs> it, Mr. Chairman? I'm honored beyond words by your words. I was honored on January 6, 2021. Then also honored beyond words to have been able to come to the aid of Vice President Mike Pence. I prayed that day just like the Vice President prayed that day. I believe we may have prayed the, the same prayer to the same God. I prayed that same prayer with my wife this morning before I came into these hearings. I have written as you said, Chairman Thompson, that today, almost two years after that fateful day in January 2021, that still... I mean, they didn't bring him here for his... Donald Trump... skills. They brought him here for... His expertise. Allies and supporters. Are a clear and present danger. 
to American democracy. That's not. No. We'll just we'll just cut it off right there. We we get what you're saying, dude. We agree with you. But this is this was a guy that Mike Pence was seeking for advice. He is saying that Trump and his allies are a clear and present threat to democracy. Allow me to give you an example of how Trumpism is spreading throughout the country. This is going on in New Mexico. Real-world consequences for our elections in New Mexico now. The Republican-led commission of rural Otero County is refusing to certify last week's primary election results. The commission voting unanimously against certification without raising any specific issues. Instead, they cite concerns over Dominion voting machines, which have been at the center of former President Trump's election lies. Earlier this week, New Mexico's Secretary of State Maggie Toulouse-Oliver asked the state Supreme Court to order the commission to certify those results. She joins me now to discuss. So let's start there. Maggie, what's the latest? Where do things stand in your legal fight? Well, where things stand is that we are waiting for... Oh, hold on. They, they've got your voice, your vote, 2022 up. Should I do my overlay? Boom, we got the election. The commission to come back together and certify those election results. We're very hopeful they do. There are a number of candidates uh, that are, are waiting to hear whether or not they're going to officially appear on the ballot in November, and not to mention the votes of thousands of voters in that county, Democratic, Republican, uh, Libertarian, who uh, are waiting to see if their votes are going to count. All right, so just help us understand here their specific issues with the vote what are they claiming here really i mean i think that's the that's the crux of the issue is that they don't have a specific issue to cite uh the county clerk does a very good job down there she gave a very detailed report of the they don't like the outcome um they asked some questions and then ultimately uh you know veered into this you know, very theoretical discussion about voting machines. Um, the county commission doesn't have authority over those machines. My office does, the clerk does. We make sure they're tested and accurate uh, and instead chose to do this completely unlawful thing uh, and, and vote not to certify. I don't even know if they understood the implications of what they were doing. Rather, we're just trying to carry some political banner uh, and, and make a point. Um, but it does have these very real- They're nut jobs. They're fucking nut jobs. And um, we, we have to deal with them and deal Why with them. Why does politics... Sure, and you probably saw this, uh, that interview. Bring out the nut jobs. County Commissioner Vicki Marquardt laughing at the suggestion that a court might actually intervene in this dispute, saying, quote, uh, and so then what? They're going to send us to the pokey? She doesn't seem too concerned uh, here and that there really are no consequences to doing this. Well, the reality is that there are real world consequences. When you swear an oath, uh, when you take office, you swear to uphold the constitution and law. So I guess the court can indeed order them to certify, kind of like uh, with, uh, what was the name of that woman that was a county clerk in Kentucky when, when uh, gay marriage became legal and she wouldn't, she wouldn't uh, sign marriage certificates. She was forced by a court you have to, uh, she fought it too. So there are indeed consequences. You can indeed, if you defy a court order, you can indeed get put in jail. 
laws. Not Probably only are morons. The state government here in New Mexico. So it's a willful violation of that oath. They have violated the election code in multiple sections with some of these actions that they've taken uh, here in the last couple of weeks. We've made a criminal referral to the attorney general's office here in New Mexico. And not only could they potentially be prosecuted for outright breaking the law when it comes to the election, but they could also be potentially removed from office. Is this again showing the influence and power of former President Donald Trump? I believe so. This is a, a through line we can draw straight through from 2020, right after the election was called for president. But you also you got to take it back. You got to take it back to 2000. You got to take it back to like they, the fucking Republicans have been cooking this shit up for forever. Millions of people in this country who still an authoritarian party. All of its component parts. Obviously, the commissioners in this particular county in my state believe the big lie. And the the most challenging part here, and the, and the most frustrating part is when we provide them with ample information about exactly what we do to ensure the accuracy and the integrity of the election, all of the different steps in the process. They don't care. They don't even process that information. Um, They're so sure uh, that because their feelings suggest to them that the president lost, that that is what's correct and not everything else that we're showing and telling them to be true and accurate. Let me ask you about these concerns that the commission says uh, they have over Dominion voting machines, which were at the center of former uh, President Trump's uh, election lies. Is there any evidence at all showing that these machines malfunctioned or were altered in any way? No, and in fact, what we do have is a mountain of evidence showing that they did count correctly, that they were accurate. We pre-test all of the voting machines before they go out for use by the public. Um, That's done in a transparent, bipartisan way. We canvass the election results right after the election at three different levels here in the state to make sure those numbers are adding up. And we automatically, here in New Mexico, do a post-election audit where we randomly check just to make sure, just out of an abundance of caution, that those machines counted accurately. All of that information was provided, and in fact, not one single scrap of evidence to show that they did not count accurately was ever or has ever been presented. Of course not. Maggie Toulouse Oliver. Keep us updated on everything, Maggie. Appreciate It's infuriating. Here's another one for you. Let's go to Nevada. A uh, gubernatorial candidate will not concede. Will not concede. The November matchups are set. But one candidate for governor isn't conceding. The 8 News Now I-Team's David Charns here with a breakdown of the numbers and what Joey Gilbert is saying on social media. David? Yeah, Brian Denise, Joey Gilbert standing right here during our gubernatorial debate. He lost the race to Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo. You see here by about 10 points. Joe Lombardo doing very well here in Clark County, carrying the county by more than 20 points. Even up here in Washoe County where Joey Gilbert is from, Gilbert leading by just 3 points. Now, last night in a Facebook post, he appeared to be challenging the results, saying in part, I smell a lawsuit. Now, we reached out to Gilbert's campaign today. Uh.
not hear back, so we don't know if he will request a recount. If Gilbert or any other candidate decides to request a recount, here are the rules here in Nevada. They are not automatically triggered. The candidate has three working days from when the election is certified statewide to request a recount, and unique to us, they do have to pay the cost of that recount. So when we talk about Good. Nevada, it will be Governor Sisolak against Sheriff Lombardo. Let's talk about the other against Sheriff Lombardo. General Adam Laxalt, the winner in the Republican nomination to run against Democratic Senator Catherine Cortez Masto. Is he here Laxalt beating his opponent Sam Brown by more than 20 points? Laxalt. All that red here shows just how strong Laxalt was here uh, winning in every single county except one here all the way north in uh, Douglas County and Sam Brown only won by one percentage point there. So for the race in November, we're talking about Senator Cortez Masto. I would assume that's where his mama is. Her campaign already out with an ad blasting the results today. So now more money will flow into our state. We're going to see a lot more ads because both Democrats. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem with fucking politics. Man, that would be a good transition into the Congress people not uh, uh, not complying with the ethics investigation. But I was still going with examples of Trumpism across the country. <laughs> Here's a doctor known for spreading COVID misinformation who has now been sentenced to prison for a role in U.S. Capitol attack. Dr. Simon Gold, Simone, I guess it's Simone Gold, a Beverly Hills woman known for spreading debunked claims about COVID-19 was sentenced on Thursday to 60 days in prison for illegally entering and remaining in the U.S. Capitol during the January 6th insurrection. Gold, founder of the group America's Frontline Doctors. Oh, I am familiar with them. Also ordered to pay a $9,500 fine, the largest fine imposed to date among the almost 200 rioters who have been sentenced. Their organization is leaving people with the misimpression that this is a political uh, prosecution or that it's about free speech. District Judge Christopher Cooper said as he imposed the sentence, slamming America's frontline doctors' fundraising efforts that called January 6th political persecution. Cooper called the fundraising efforts, which have raised more than $400,000, unseemly a disservice to the true victims that day. It ain't about free speech, Cooper added. January 6th was about a lot, was a lot of things, but it wasn't about free speech or COVID vaccinations. The only reason you were here is, uh, is where and when and how you chose to express your views. Gold even spoke at the January 5th Stop the Steal rally the day before the riot, telling the crowd if you don't uh, want to take experimental biological agent deceptively named a vaccine you must not allow yourself to be coerced do you think we're stupid you think we're fools yes yes speaking of stupid fucking fools go to Florida and Governor Ron DeSantis Remember we did the story last night that Florida was the only state that was not pre-ordering vaccines for children under five? 
DeSantis is defending that decision. DeSantis says Florida is affirmatively against COVID-19 vaccines for children under five. There's a surplus of this. Uh, doctors can get it. Hospitals can get it. Uh, but there's not going to be any state programs uh, that are going to be trying to, uh, you know, get COVID jabs to infants and toddlers and newborns. Uh, that's not something that we think uh, is appropriate. Uh, and so that's not where we're going to be u- utilizing our resources in that regard. COVID wrote that uh, that statement. COVID wrote that statement. Press Secretary for Ron DeSantis. So, five, five to eleven. Right. The the COVID virus. Florida GOP Governor Ron DeSantis on Thursday railed against providing COVID nineteen vaccines to young children. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, John Hopkins Medicine. The Mayo Clinic have emphasized that the COVID-19 vaccine is safe. Urge the public to get the shot to protect against the virus and prevent serious symptoms. Allow me to give you a little update on what's going on in the world of COVID. We're going to talk about the BA4 and BA5 Omicron subvariants and another COVID-19 wave is beginning in Australia, the U.S. and parts of Europe with some evidence suggesting the BA4 and BA5 Omicron subvariants are more severe and transmissible than their predecessors. Another COVID-19 wave is beginning. There's some evidence that BA5 in particular may cause more severe disease than its predecessors, BA2 and BA1. There's also high COVID-19 immunity in most populations. Adblocker does not get through on this site. Get the gist. Talk about people who have infections months at a time. Apparently that can be a breeding ground for dangerous new variants. Virologist Sissy Sonlitner tracks nearly every COVID-19 case in Austria's rugged eastern Tyrol region. So when one woman there kept testing positive for months on end, Sonlitner was determined to work out what was going on. Before becoming infected with SARS-CoV-2 in late 2020, the woman, who was in her 60s, had been taking immune-suppressing drugs to treat a lymphoma relapse. The COVID-19 infection lingered for more than seven months, causing relatively mild symptoms, including fatigue and a cough. Son Littner, who is based at a microbiology facility in... Oh, God, I'm going to fuck this up. Aubervillegrotten, Austria, and her colleagues collected more than two dozen viral samples from the woman over time and found through genetic sequencing that it had picked up about 22 mutations. Roughly half of them would be seen again in the heavily mutated Omicron variants of SARS-CoV-2 that surged around the globe months later. When Omicron was found, we had a great moment of surprise, Sonlitner says. We already had those mutations in our variant. Okay, I, w- I would explain the graph to you, but I oh. Omicron, we're reading from uh, Nature, by the way, a reputable source. Omicron did not arise from the woman's infection, which doesn't seem to have spread to anyone, and although no definitive links have been made to individual cases, 
Chronic infections such as hers are a leading candidate for the origins of Omicron and other variants that have driven COVID-19 surges globally. I don't think there can be any doubt in anyone's mind that these are a source of new variants, said Ravindra Gupta, a virologist at the University of Cambridge. Want to understand how the virus might evolve the ability to spread from person to person more easily, to evade the immune response, or to become more or less severe. Some or all of these qualities might be forged during the course of a chronic infection. Yay! <laughs> but you know, you got people like Rand Paul who still want to argue with the the experts. Dr. Fauci, the government recommends uh, everybody take a booster over age five. Are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster? Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated. That's what I was getting ready to say. There's not enough kids that have taken it. I believe that the recommendation that was made was based on the assumption that if you look at the morbidity and mortality of children within each of the age groups, you know, zero to five, five to 11. So 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 there there are no studies and Americans should all know this. There are. This is this is always what Rand Paul does. Cuts Dr. Fauci off as leading questions. Tries to put words in the doctor's mouth. No study. He's a fake doctor. He doesn't like. He had to create his own board to certify himself. The only studies that were permitted, the only studies that were presented, were antibody studies. So they say if we. What's up, Flash Mergen? Now, a lot of scientists. I'm not high enough for Rand Paul. Of efficacy of a vaccine. If I give you ten. Or if I give a patient 10 mRNA vaccines and they make protein each time or they make antibody each time, is that proof that we should give 10 boosters, Dr. Fauci? Uh, no, that, I think that is somewhat of an absurd exaggeration. Well, Senator that Paul. is the proof that you use. Your committees... You might have cash this motherfucker out already. It's just dry. Take a boosters that they make antibodies. So it's not right, an absurdity. Are, You're already no. at like five boosters for people. You've had, you know, two or three boosters. It's like, where is the proof? Now, I think there is yeah. probably some indication for older folks that have some risk factors. For younger folks, there's not. But here's What the, the fuck do you know? What the fuck do you know, Rand Paul? We, we've, we've seen the immune so the response to boosters. With a second dose for adolescent boys. Oh, and here we go with the myocarditis. Some stupid this fuck on Facebook. And from the Israeli study. It's also in the VAR study, remarkably similar. Four boys, much the higher. The VAR study. You know, I haven't decided what I'm going to do for Juneteenth, Warlord. Per million. So there is risk, and there are. Oh, oh, oh. Telling everybody in America, just blindly go out. Sorry, we've moved on from election bullshit. Back to the Pride Month. Back to the Pride Month. I don't, don't expect some, like, Juneteenth graphics. I think that'd be kind of weird. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like Nancy Pelosi coming out here taking a knee and when I don't need dashiki or whatever the fuck it's called. Don't expect that kind of shit. Rand is indeed one desperate asshole. But hey, hey, oh, I'm gonna take this opportunity to play you guys a an ad 
by Rand Paul's. I am not a confirmed racist. What? What? How did you? Like, oh, I want to make sure that I'm not being disrespectful. Warlord, hashtag Justin confirmed racist. It's jumping the shark there, buddy. I'm going to take this opportunity to play an ad by Rand Paul's opponent in the Senate race in Kentucky, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Out there because we made antibodies, so it is not an absurd corollary to say if you have 10. In fact, you probably make antibodies if you get 100 boosters, all right? That's not science. That's conjecture, and we should not be making public policy on it. So, Senator Paul, if I might respond to that, uh, we just I think the La Nina is going to cool you down here soon. Uh, ranking member Burr talk about his staff who went to Israel. And if you look at the data from Israel, the boosts, both the third shot boost and the fourth shot boost, was associated with a clear-cut clinical effect. Mostly in this is the data that I was citing. But also as they gathered more we data. Totally, we totally looked at it here on the Troll Patrol. So there is clinical data. But, but not in children. It is not in well, children because well, see, like that's not that that's not the, the cohort yet. The American people. So for example, 75% of kids have had the disease. Why is the CDC not including this in the data? You can ask the question, you can do laboratory tests to find out who's had it and who hasn't had the disease. What is the incidence of hospitalization and death for children who've been infected with COVID? subsequently going to the hospital or dying. What, what, are the, what is the possibility if your kid has had COVID, which is 75% of the country's had COVID, what is the chance that my child's going to the hospital or dying? If you had like 1,200 kids die of COVID. Pediatrics, Senator, you can see that there are more deaths. It's a very small percentage, but when you say it as 1,200 children have died, kind of a big Senator, number, also at least. studies that the optimal degree of protection when you get infection is to get vaccinated after infection. And in fact, showing reinfection in the era of Omicron and the sublineages, that vaccination- But you can't answer the question I asked. The question I ask is how many kids are dying and how many kids are going to the hospital who've already had COVID? The answer may be zero, but you're not even giving us the data because you have so much wanted to protect wow. from all the data because we're not smart enough to look at the data. When you release data earlier... With no, it could be that you're coming in with like a narrow set of circumstances that you know he can't meet that bar because we do not have uh, enough of a cohort to be able to measure that, and you're being disingenuous the CDC released the data, they left out the category of 18 to 49 on whether or not there was a health benefit for, for adults 18 to 49. Why was it left out? When critics finally complained, it was finally included because there was no health benefit from taking a booster between the 18 to 49 and the CDC study. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse... I don't, I don't believe that. I don't... The names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800. You know, would you would you like to? I by the way, Senator Rambaugh is from Kentucky, uh, one of the largest uh, uh, health insurance providers, resides in Kentucky. I'm sure he's on the dole from them. I'm 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 sure you don't want to nationalize the pharmaceutical industry, even though you're 
going to talk about corruption right now, Rand. NIH employees. We know that not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. Over $193 million was given to these 18 employee, 1,800 employees. Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grants? Um, well, first of all, let's talk about royalty. That's the question. No, that's the question. Have you oh, ever no, overseen, Senator, have you ever received a royalty playing. payment from a company that you later oversaw money going to that company? You know, I don't know as a fact, but I doubt it. Well, I well here's the thing is, why don't you let us know? Why don't you reveal uh, how much fuck. from what entities? The NIH okay, refuses. That, Look, that we ask them. But see, and you're, and you're, you're putting Fauci in a probably like, like, has he accepted something like a dinner or something from some agency that might be considered payment? That's the that's the problem. He can't answer definitively right now. But I mean, I I believe his answer. Like I'm pretty sure that I haven't. But it depends on how you classify that. We ask him the NIH. We ask. It's all political posturing, RB. It's all political posturing. Tell us they sent it redacted. Here's what I want to know. It's not just about you. Everybody on the vaccine committee, have any of them ever received money from the people who make vaccines? Right. Can you tell me uh, that? Can you tell me if anybody Senator, on the vaccine approval committees ever received gonna, any money from people who make the vaccines? Soundbite, number one. Are you going to let me answer a question? Okay, so let me give you some information. First of all, according to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them even on their financial statement according to the buy dole act so let me give you some example from 2015 i'm bob dole 20 i the only royalties i have was my i about i almost brought this up earlier when we were hearing from that judge but i also believe that bob dole bob dole's dead now right i covered a bob dole death here on the troll patrol but I believe Bob Dole also advised Mike Pence and told him that he was not able to, yes, Bob Dole is dead. And I want to say it like it happened not that not that long ago, right? Because he advised Pence for the 2020 election and told Pence that he was full of shit, that he couldn't, uh, he couldn't change the outcome of the election. Dole dead. Lab and I made a monoclonal antibody for use in vitro reagent that had nothing to do with patients. And during that period of time, my royalties ranged from... Yeah, he died December 5th, 2021. ...to $700 a year. And the average per year was $191.46. Bob Dole is dead. It's all redacted, and you can't get any information on the 1,800 scientists. Your your time is up. Yes, Senator, your time is up. You are a piece of shit. Allow me to show you an ad by uh, Senator, uh, Senator Paul's opponent in the upcoming general election. This is Charles Booker. He won primary election a week or two ago, and he is going to be taking on Rand Paul. Persists to this day. In Kentucky, like many states throughout the South, 
Lynching was a tool of terror. It was used to kill hopes for freedom. It was used to kill my ancestors. Now, in a historic victory for our Commonwealth, I have become the first black Kentuckian to receive the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate. My opponent, the very person who compared expanded health care to slavery. The person who said he would have opposed the Civil Rights Act. The person who single-handedly blocked an anti-lynching act from being federal law. The choice couldn't be clearer. Do we move forward together? Or do we let politicians like Rand Paul forever hold us back and drive us apart? In November, we will choose healing. We will choose Kentucky. It's a hell of an ad. It's good shit. Fuck Rand Paul. Name is Charles Booker. Go follow him on Twitter, Instagram, all that good shit. Because he is awesome. I know it looks like I don't follow him, but like this is an account that I specifically use for the troll. This is this is not me. See, there's me. There's my channel. Oh fuck! Rand Paul has uh, a stick up his ass about corruption at the NIH and the CDC and shit. But I think maybe it's 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 like projection. I wonder if Rand Paul is on this list we're getting ready to read. This might just be limited to the House. Meet the members of Congress under ethics investigation who wouldn't cooperate with independent investigators. That's who I would like to see grilled in a Senate committee hearing. The Congress people who are under ethics investigation who wouldn't cooperate. An increasing number of members of the U.S. House won't cooperate with the Independent Office of Congressional Ethics. The report from the Campaign Legal Center said that five of the eight lawmakers under ethics investigation aren't cooperating. 30 House members refused to cooperate during the past 13 years. 2021, Representative John Rutherford appeared to violate the federal Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Act because he was late in disclosing 157 personal stock transactions together valued it between... $652,000 and $3.5 million. But when members of the Independent Office of Congressional Ethics reached out to interview Rutherford and his chief of staff for their investigation, the two refused to cooperate. Rutherford and his chief of staff's uh, reticence to aid the Office of Congressional Ethics investigations are part of a growing phenomenon in the U.S. House of Representatives, according to a new report. From the Campaign Legal Center, a nonprofit government watchdog group, five out of the eight members of Congress that the Office of Congressional Ethics has in the 2022 publicly acknowledged investigating have refused to cooperate with the office. And since 2009, 30 members of the House have refused to cooperate with the Office of Congressional Ethics investigations. Matters under investigation have included campaign finance transactions, personal investments, Suspected conflicts of interest, travel habits, and gift acceptance. 
Voters have a right to know that members of Congress are acting both ethically and transparently. By refusing to participate in the review process, members make it harder for voters to know whether they are. According to report author Danielle Caputo, who also wrote, it also makes it more difficult for the OCE to conduct its review effectively. The Office of Congressional Ethics is a nonpartisan body created by Congress itself in 2008. It was back when we had the scandals dealing with like Hot Tub Tom. Tom DeLay. They called him the Hammer. I, I lived. I lived through the last time Republicans were considered toxic politically. This time nobody even fucking cares that the Republican Party is corrupt. The corruption is what they like about it. The office cannot, however, compel members of Congress to cooperate with their investigations and does not have law enforcement power of its own. It refers cases to the House Committee on Ethics, which uh, it has reason to believe a member of the U.S. House or a House staffer has violated a law. The people on the list, and as I said, I knew it was going to be bipartisan, the list includes Pat Fallon of Texas, a Republican, Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas, a Democrat. Ronnie Jackson of Texas, a Republican. Doug Lamborn of Colorado, a Republican. Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, a Democrat, which is... Okay, that's, that's, that's one, that's an arrow to my heart. How many times have I said that I have a crush on Rashida Tlaib here on this show? I hate to see you appearing on this list, ma'am. Really breaks my heart. Sorry, I had to take a second there. Alex Mooney of West Virginia, Republican. John Rutherford of Florida, a Republican. Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania, a Republican. Steve Palazzo of Mississippi, a Republican. Lori uh, Trahan of Massachusetts, a Democrat. David Schwartzkurt. Of Arizona, a Republican. Roger Williams of Texas, a Republican. Gregory Meeks of New York, a Democrat. Byrne Buchanan of Florida, a Republican. Other members who are not currently in office but are mentioned in the report include former reps Michelle Bachman of Minnesota. Representative Mark Meadows of North Carolina. Meadows later became Trump's presidential chief of staff. Deceased members of Congress, including Representative John Conyers of Michigan, Jim Haggerderm, Minnesota, also rejected requests to cooperate with the Office of Congressional Ethics Investigations. Uh, most offices did not immediately respond to requests, although a spokesperson for Talib told Insider the Congresswoman complied with the Office of Congressional Ethics and House Committee on Ethics Investigations. So she says she shouldn't be on the list because she she complied with all investigations. And she was quick to go on the record and state that. So perhaps a, a, something being redeemed and the investigations were bullshit triggered by Republican accusations.
Flash, I don't understand. I don't understand how any of these motherfuckers get elected. Honestly. What a fucking list. I felt that was an important story to cover, but you don't see you don't see stories like that everywhere. Is is this like all over social media? Is this is this tickling people's taints? Is this lighting their tits on fire? No. Uh, the market is taking a nosedive, apparently. You want to talk about markets? Dow Jones futures, the stock market dives as recession fear, uh, recession fears swell. How low can it go? I don't think we want to watch a 16 minute video by business nerds. I won't understand what they're saying. <laughs> Dow Jones futures rose slightly overnight along with S&P 500 futures and NASDAQ futures with Adobe reporting earnings after the close. The stock market plunged to new lows on Thursday, wiping out Wednesday's initial Fed-led rally and then some as recession fears mount. New reports out Thursday point to a rapidly cooling economy, but the Federal Reserve is focused on hot inflation that will be hard to bring down. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make sense of this shit for you guys. It's like we'll, we'll get into it. Investors should stay out of harm's way, but remain engaged, continuing to look for promising stocks like Exxon Mobil, Northrop Gungrum, <laughs> Dollar General, World Wrestling Entertainment. World Wrestling Entertainment is up today. We saw the the fucking news about Vince McMahon and his multiple affairs that are being investigated. WWE is up today. Of course, ExxonMobil, Northrop Grunman. You got your you got your oil, you got your war. Dollar General, which is still just fucking I don't know what this fucking, like, DG Express is down here. The last couple of times Sparkles, like, when Sparkles took me to the nice restaurant downtown, what's a DG Express? Blew my fucking mind. It looks like it's got, like, a little, like, a lounge and a bar inside of it. You can go in, have a martini in the, in the Dollar General. What the fuck is that shit? Northrop Grunman and WWE stock are on IBD leaderboard. Remember, just yesterday, <laughs> we did the story about Vince McMahon's scandals. Tesla CEO Elon Musk held a town hall with Twitter employees on Thursday after weeks of disparaging the social media firm and giving the impression that he wants to get out of the $44 billion deal or renegotiate a much lower price. He's the one that set the fucking price. None of this makes any fucking sense other than if you're trying to manipulate the market, which I think he fucking is. Musk did not explicitly say he committed to the Twitter deal, but he said he wants to vastly expand the number of users to 1 million, but also charge fees. 
part to discourage fake accounts. He also hinted at Twitter job cuts. Twitter stock fell 1.55%. Rich Man Games. Now let's talk about Rich Man Games. That's a good... Fucking RB. Fucking RB. That's a good segue. Rich Man Games. The stock market kind of wants a recession. The piece in Axios... Best hope for stocks right now is a recession that crushes inflation and allows the Fed to slow, stop, or even reverse rate hikes. Down 20.5% so far in 2022, it's the ugliest year for the S&P since 1962. The drop vaporized $9 trillion in paper wealth, delivering a psychological, uh, yeah, psychological shock to millions whose retirement is mostly in stock. Facing persistent inflation, the Fed delivered its largest rate hike since 1994 on Wednesday. Increase is the monetary policy equivalent of stomping on the country's economic brakes, sharply increasing the risk that growth contracts. Despite the recent beating shares, so... On the one hand, that's one way to look at it. But also what we're talking about is taking away the quantitative easing, which has just been free money to the banks all this time. And the banks, the banks are going to take it out on us. The banks are going to take it out on us. They're not getting their free money. Thus causing a recession. That's all this fucking is. I think I'm not good with business shit. Despite the recent beating shares have taken, the Fed's announcement was greeted with open arms by investors. The S&P 500 rose 1.5%. The Nasdaq rose 2.5%. Interestingly, the Russell 2000, which is more closely tied to short-term ups and downs of the economy, rose less at just 1.4%. Huge rate hike that raises the risk of recession may sound like a bad thing for stocks, but with inflation still rising, it isn't, according to Axios. Essentially, investors are saying they prefer a big, sharp, Fed-induced economic shock now. If it quickly gets inflation under control, in theory, that could allow lower rates to return after inflation is vanquished. Low interest rates have been crucial to the performance of stocks over the last decade. Free fucking money from the government has been crucial to the performance of stocks over the last decade, is what that sentence just said. Just to be clear. Free money from the government to private banks is what has been crucial to the performance of stocks over the last decade. I would say, I would say a drop in stocks is a good thing. Because, hold on, let me. Let me get you a nice long graph of the stock market over time. 
Let me show you what this shit looks like and why it's fucking out of control. Stocks. Stocks are what need to uh, take a cut. This is 1950. This is the last last 100 years. You can see how uh, after the market crash in 29... The market had stabled off, or had stabled, leveled off, and then since the fucking 80s has gone just whoop, straight fucking up. We should absolutely ban stock buybacks. There's a whole host of things we need to do. I'm not a financial wizard. At this point in time, like, like the best advice I got is like put Elizabeth Warren in some position of power and let her do whatever whatever she wants to do to regulate the banks, Wall Street, do that. Shorting should absolutely be illegal. Should it totally enforce insider trading. The economy is going to collapse. That is the quote by Bitcoin bull and Wall Street vet, Mike Novogratz. Reading from Fortune Magazine. Oh, oh, can we get a, can we get a video? We got the video of it. Thought he was on the market watch. The economy is going to collapse. Novogratz told Market Watch on Wednesday, adding, we're going to go into a really fast recession. And you can see that in a lot of ways. <coughs> Novogratz, the chief executive of crypto merchant bank Galaxy Digital, gave the interview just before the Federal Reserve raised rates by 0.75 percentage points. The largest rate hike seen since 1994. The rate hike came five days after the U.S. consumer price increase unexpectedly surged in May to a 40-year high of 8.6%. Novogratz pointed to the housing market, which is finally cooling down after a two-year hot streak and inventories piling up as a sign of a recession looming on the horizon. There are layoffs in multiple industries and the Fed is stuck. He said that the central bank is in a position where it has to hike interest rates until inflation rolls over. Novogratz accurately predicted in the interview that the central bank would lift rates by 75 points and that the market would rally on the news. After Fed Chair Jerome Powell announced the rate hike, the Dow Jones Industrial rose by 1%, while the S&P 500 advanced 1.5%, and the Nasdaq rose 2.5%. It is a boom-bust cycle for a reason. We're getting ready to go into a bust. Let's talk about what these interest rate hikes are actually going to feel like for average Americans. At least, hopefully I don't have to do more translating for Axios. Mortgages, car loans, and credit card debt are all about to get more expensive. 
The era of dirt cheap borrowing is over. The Federal Reserve is trying to slam the brakes on the economy, and the cost to borrow is going up as it rushes to contain inflation. Higher borrowing costs may push consumers and businesses to hold back on certain purchases that will cool off demand and perhaps put a lid on prices that are rising at the fastest rate in over 40 years. The Fed said yesterday it would raise interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point, the biggest hike since 1994. With that announcement, the Fed has hiked rates by 150 basis points since March to a range of 1.5 and 1.75%. The new projections show interest rates may hit 3.4% by the end of the year. Home loans, the rate of the conventional 30-year fixed rate mortgage now tops 6%. This time last year, it was 3.1%. Credit card debt, the average credit card rate hit 16.7%, up from 16% last year. Auto loans, rising interest rates and increasing prices had already pushed the average monthly car payment to an all-time high of $656 for new vehicles and $546 for used rides per Edmonds. Apparently, uh, the crunch on used cars is letting up. Over-leveraged indeed. You know who's also over-leveraged? That's how, that's how you could describe Bad Money's Jim Cramer. Who's going to tell us to hold off on buying stocks until the market slows down? I I couldn't pass up an opportunity to get a minute and a half little dose of Jim Cramer here. If if CNBC is going to play it for me. May make me go to another browser, damn it. I want my dose of Jim Cramer. I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was a good impression. I don't think it was. Slow down. Oh. No, I'm not talking about my speaking slower. Not going to happen. Or if Ed Bandata slowed down. Oh, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want you any other way, Jim Cramer. The parade of negative news is sending stocks lower with an unbelievable velocity, like today, where the Dow plunged 741 points, the S and P plummeted 3.25 percent, the Nasdaq nosedive 408 percent, and I've got to tell you, what it is is this. Your money is mad at you. It's the name of the show, Mad Money. Get it? It's mad at you. The die has been cast, so to speak. And many of the world's central banks are in slowdown mode to stop inflation. Incredibly, it's like no one expected it, even though it was obvious that inflation is a global problem, not just an American one. Now, I know that the Fed's just getting serious about inflation very late, I know. Right as we got our first set of Federal Reserve regional reports so that we're negative and housing starts miss big. Now, I do want to point out that you should probably do whatever the opposite is of, of Jim Cramer's advice. If you're into the market shit. If you, if, you, if you are playing the stocks, do the opposite of what Jim Cramer is saying. That, uh, that appears to be the, the best advice. They're way too late to the game. But where does that get you? I, I'm not a Monday morning quarterback. 
By the way, it's also like they're not four quarters and then it's over. This is a long game. Don't miss a second of Mad Money. Follow at Jim I'm so sorry and it couldn't be quick on the draw because I was I was hitting the bong. It was not high enough for Jim Kramer. The majority of the video of Jim Kramer was a promo for more Jim Kramer. We didn't even get that much of Jim Kramer. Fuck off, Jim Kramer. How many times can I say Jim Kramer? The rich people are scared and they're gonna take it out on us. Here's Howard Schultz saying that Starbucks will never engage with the union, which is wild because there's like 150 Starbucks that are unionized now. Sir, 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 they are no longer uh, asking you to engage with them. They are telling you you're going to have to engage with them. That's not how this works. They can trust us, and we have to show up. Could you ever see doing that? If if there is ever anybody that says trust me, like you know, like I don't have to wear a condom, trust me. Do not trust them. That and it's the same thing with greasy businessmen like Howard Schultz, the now uh, uh, once again CEO of Starbucks. I guess they're trying to pull some of that magic, like Apple did, bringing back Steve Jobs. They're they're bringing back Howard Schultz. At Starbucks for to be CEO. They can trust us. And we have to show up. Could you ever see doing that and embracing the union as part of it? No. Why not? The primary reason is we are in business to exceed the expectations of our customers. A hundred million people. Coffee tastes like shit. Customer experience will be significantly challenged and less than if a third party is integrated into our business. And because they're not acting in good faith. Because we have we have a different view. And, and My coffee that I brewed was better than yours, I, sir. I just, I just want to understand it because there's headlines every day yeah. about you, this is at Starbucks, but this is everywhere else as well, Amazon and, and others. But I think there's a there's a focus on is there is there a way for companies and unions potentially to work together? And, and you know, given how progressive your company has been, there's lots of people who look at... at at Starbucks, I was looking at the headline, yeah. Starbucks is a latte liberal until it's not. Well, this is uh, a mean, mean headline. The National Review, by the way. Uh, not the New York Times. But, uh, but I, I say it, yeah. be, I, oh, I only oh. say it because I think... It's a true a headline. A it's a true headline. live in harmony. My belief is that we have built a company that is centered around exceeding the expectations of our people and our customers. And you that, just said that. You just said that, and my response to you was your coffee tastes like shit. It tastes burnt. Your coffee tastes burnt. It's the reason why when I go to Starbucks, I get a white chocolate uh, venti mocha with a shot of raspberry. Like put as much sugar and candy shit in there as you can because your, t- your coffee tastes like shit. It's like the most expensive thing on the menu, too. That motherfucker costs, like, I don't even want to know what it costs now because I ain't been to a fucking Starbucks in 10 years. I couldn't tell you. And even then, like, it was very rare.
Uh, okay, now the moment you guys have all been waiting for. This is this is the story that everyone wants to talk about. I do believe. How many children does Herschel Walker have? When I was billboarding this at the top of the show, I said I didn't want to talk about this last night when it was like when we were at one kid. Also, at the time, didn't know that he was a critic of absentee dads. That kind of makes a difference when you're a fucking raging hypocrite. Becomes a difference, but now, now we're 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 at multiple children. Herschel Walker, critic of absentee dads, adds yet another secret son and a daughter. Turns out that Herschel Walker doesn't have just one kid or two kids or even three kids. He has four. So there's the one that we knew of, Christian Walker. And then we got three others that we're just now finding out about. And the and the daily oh, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong uh, browser. That's why we don't do that browser. A day after the Daily Beast broke the news that Herschel Walker had a secret ten-year-old son, he fathered out of wedlock. The football star turned politician confirmed late Wednesday night that he has yet another son with a different woman that the public doesn't know about, as well as a daughter that he had in college. Revelations come in the middle of Walker's competitive race to unseat Senator... How is this competitive? To unseat Senator Raphael Warnock, and after many public comments Walker has made about absent fathers in the black community. I want to apologize to the African-American community because the fatherless home is a major, major problem, Walker said in a September 2020 interview, adding a December 2019 interview that uh, with Diamond and Silk... That men need to go into neighborhoods and become fathers of those fatherless children. The second of Walker's previously undisclosed sons was born to a woman living in Texas and is now 13 years old. Walker's other son is 10, and Christian Walker, who has played a major role in Herschel, uh, Herschel's political efforts and public persona, is 22. Christian's case, Walker has played an extremely active role in his life. In the case of Walker's 10-year-old, the, fo- uh, the football star seems to have played very little role. His latest case with his 13-year-old son, Walker seems to have been present on at least two occasions, according to social media photos. But it's unclear how active he's been beyond that. Daily Beast is withholding the name of both younger sons and their mothers out of privacy concerns in a statement issued to the Daily Beast. Walker confirmed that the 13-year-old son is his child. The campaign also supplied a form that Walker filled out in 2018 in order to be appointed to President Donald Trump's Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition. Walker listed the child's name and age, and as well as the names and ages for Christian, the 10-year-old son, and the adult daughter whom Walker fathered when he was around 20 years old. He's been a very busy boy. I have four children, three sons, and a daughter. They're not undisclosed. They're my kids, Walker said in his statement. I I support them all and love them all. I never denied my children. I confirmed this when I was appointed to the President's Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition. I just chose not to use them as props to win a political campaign, 
What parent would want their child involved in garbage gutter politics like this? Walker said any suggestion that he was hiding his children was outrageous. I can take the heat. That's politics, Walker said, but leave my kids alone. While Walker hasn't openly discussed his 13-year-old son, there were a few public-facing traces of their relationship. The photo series posted to the mother's public Facebook page shows the two, Herschel Walker and his son, playing video games on a sofa. The series was posted in 2018. It includes a picture of a table ticket from a popular restaurant in the mother's city. Another photo on the mother's Facebook, this one from 2016, depicts Walker and the son on laptop computers at a living room table. Comments on the picture appear to reference Walker as the father. He wasn't so much hiding them, he just wasn't talking about them, but he really wasn't present in one of the kids' life, as we understand it. We don't know to what extent he was present in the other kids' lives. Well, shit. Let's keep making fun of Herschel Walker, though, because he keeps saying, like, stupid, false shit. Was he an FBI agent? It appears that he wasn't. During the course of Herschel Walker's Senate campaign, the Republican nominee in Georgia has won the hearts of former President Donald Trump and GOP voters hoping he can defeat freshman Senator Raphael Warnock, who has been a fantastic senator. Fucking Georgia doesn't deserve him as a senator. And let's, let's hope they can keep him. Football legend's campaign has also faced blowback from critics and Democrats for false claims he made before and during his candidacy that have surfaced in recent months. From his college education and business background to his questioning of evolution and promoting a mist he said would kill any COVID on your body. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? The latest came Monday when the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported on previous speeches and statements given by Walker about how he claimed in 2017 that he had worked with police in Cobb County, Georgia. Two years later, Walker mentioned he was an FBI agent. I worked for law enforcement. Y'all didn't know that either, he said in 2019. I spent time in Quantico at the FBI training school. Y'all didn't know I was an agent. Reality, he had not. Spokesman for the Cobb County Police Department told the Journal Constitution, later confirmed to the Washington Post, that it has no record of working with Walker. A campaign spokeswoman told the Atlanta newspaper that Walker had led women's self defense training. Doesn't he have allegations of domestic abuse? He led women's self what what like nobody knows women's self defense better than me. I'm the dude you're gonna have to defend yourself against. Yuck yuck yuck. The campaign told the Atlanta newspaper that Walker had led a women's self defense training participating in the FBI Academy at Quantico and also held the title of honorary deputy. The title of honorary deputy holds no power at all and is seen as a political token for people supportive of the sheriff who might want to get out of a traffic ticket. This absolutely means nothing, said County District Attorney J. Tom Morgan. Morgan is a Democrat. 
Full disclosure. Walker campaign spokeswoman did not immediately respond to a request for comment on Tuesday. Neither an FBI spokesperson nor a Cobb County Sheriff's Office official immediately responded to requests for comments. Now this, 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 this is the more interesting one to me. The kids did he have? Was he an FBI agent? Did he run a chicken business? The Senate candidate keeps telling puzzling stories about his poultry business. There's a biographical story Herschel Walker tells that illustrates why so many questions linger about his Senate run in Georgia. It goes something like this. The food conglomerate Conagra invited him to pitch recipes for breaded chicken and wanted to know his company's name. He wanted him to wanted him to pitch recipes for breaded This dude is like Hulk Hogan. I know his type. Walker, a former Heisman Trophy winner, was looking to leverage his fame to make money after retiring from the National Football League after the 1997 season. I didn't have a company, but I stayed in a Renaissance hotel a couple days before. So I named my company Renaissance Man Food Services, and they put that in the contract. This is what Walker said at a campaign event in Georgia on May 20th, one of several times he's told versions of this story in public. But Walker had already been a partner in a business venture called Renaissance Man, Inc., a failed effort begun five years earlier to sell health drinks in Walmart stores. That venture grew out of a friendship with the owner of a company with a remarkably similar name, Renaissance Manufacturing, a family-run textile business in South Carolina that traces its lineage back five generations. Asked to explain the discrepancy, Scott Paradise, Walker's campaign manager, responded, What an unbelievably stupid story. Who are you saying that to, your candidate? A wacky maze of contradictions. It might not seem like it matters. That's what's going to be, that's the name of the podcast tonight. A wacky maze of contradictions. Fun. Tune into the Troll Patrol for a wacky maze of contradictions. It might not seem like it matters much. Who cares about the origins of an ex-football star's poultry business? Walker, of course, is now the Republican nominee for Senate Georgia. Walker's origin story about his food services company fits a pattern of exaggerations, half-truths, and outright falsehoods that dates back to at least the 1990s. A 1996 profile of Walker in Sports Illustrated by columnist Skip Bayless called his statements a wacky maze of contradictions and portrayed Walker as setting himself up to fall short of the superhuman expectations he publicly set for himself. Beginning during his college days at Georgia, Bayless wrote, he turned himself into an almost cartoon superhero, a world-class sprinter who had a black belt, performed in a ballet, made the Olympic bobsled team, chased criminals, and even scored touchdowns in his spare time. Wow. Many aspects of Walker's... Perfect! He is perfect for this uh, incarnation of the Republican Party. Many aspects of Walker's biography, however, have collapsed under closer scrutiny. On Monday, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported that Walker has repeatedly claimed he worked in law enforcement when, in fact, he hasn't. 
Walker even lied about graduating from college, which he did not do. Then lied about whether he lied about graduating from college, as CNN found he did. He also has layered on further embellishment at times, claiming that he graduated in the top 1% of my graduating class, which he did not. Right-wingers are morons. Just for shits and giggles, you want to watch a Christian Walker? Just, just because. What's it? Let's see. Let's see what our latest one is. Well, oh, 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 here, here is uh, his kid complaining about uh, absent fathers, which is resurfaced in light of uh, the current allegations. Cannon is having his ninth kid, meaning he has two women pregnant at the same time. Nick Cannon is everything wrong with men in America. Get home and raise your kids! Oh, so he's too busy banging women to take care of his current kids. He's, he can't control his dingling. He's out hooking up with all these women, multiple women pregnant at the same time. What is this, his fifth, sixth baby mama? Get home and raise your kids and take care of the women you're knocking up. Wow. Three seconds. I get it. You want to go bang everyone. Can you just stay home and raise your kids? Oh, my gosh. Control your thing. And how how is his dad going to get elected to Senate? Also, or is he in California? I mean, he's he's an adult. He doesn't have to be in the same place as his dad is. Do believe that Herschel Walker is a carpetbagger to Georgia? Christian Walker, purveyor of Instagram thirst traps, is appalled by naked guys at Pride. I'm sorry, I'm subjecting you guys to this. Hello, what, what you going on? What you got going on over here, dude? I mean, and he's not a bad-looking guy. It's 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 a shame that uh, you know he is who he is. I wanna, I wanna, is there a video? Yes, there's a video. There we go. Honey bun, why do you need a month to celebrate who you sleep with? Newsflash, nobody cares. You have all your rights, now shut up. You made a video about it. Run around the streets with no clothes on and hook up in public, and then you wanna run around crying, oh, I'm so oppressed, no one likes me. Here's the weirdest part is like to, and I get this all the time, people comment on my videos, they're like, you seem so angry. But like to 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 frame yourself up with the gay pride, the trans flag. You had to take the time. You put on your Givenchy, or however the fuck you say it, fucking sweater. By the way, it's I assume it's hot. There's a record heat wave going on. You're wearing a fucking sweater. You're already a weirdo to me. Frame yourself up with the the pride flag and the trans flag. And yell about how nobody cares. You have zero self-awareness. 
Because you cared enough to do every bit of that. Well, stop pushing it in everybody's face. No one cares. But the truth of the matter is, you want everyone to care because you need attention. It's 2022. We can barely afford gas in America. Nobody has the time to run around. He has no problem affording gas. Get over your insecurities and leave everyone alone. Oh, and by the way, pride is a sin. Pride is a sin. Notice that he is a very gay man. Like he is, he is an openly gay man. I don't, I don't get it. As I said, like, you know, there's a, there's a trans lady that is hardcore MAGA that is on the grinder near me. I don't, I don't understand it. Don't get it. I don't, I don't get how you're like, like people have noted who she, she, she's kind of famous in that community. Uh, let's do a little foreign affairs. I don't know what, like, I didn't know where else to put this. I didn't know where else to put this story, but I wanted to talk about Vladimir Putin's health. Just didn't fit in anywhere else. Leaders of Germany, France, and Italy endorsed Ukraine's EU bid after a meeting with uh, Zelensky in Kiev. The leaders of France, Germany, and Italy met with the Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky in Kiev on Thursday and expressed support for granting Ukraine candidate status for uh, accession into the European Union. Zelensky this week urged Western countries to quickly deliver more arms as Ukraine attempts to fend off Russians' forces in the country's east. In recent days, Ukraine's government has criticized some European countries for dragging their feet on supplying additional military... What more do you want? We just shoveled money at you guys. Like, I'm upset about the billion dollars still. Like, maybe you just need to wait out Madman Putin's health issues. I don't I don't know what exactly is going on. Reading from Metro. I don't know how reputable Metro UK is. Putin has started embalming himself alive and has hit the Botox heavily. Professor Michael Clark, a King's College London War Studies Fellow, said that while there is no convincing evidence that Russian president is seriously ill, he is constantly surrounded by a team of doctors. He was asked about Putin's health during a... Oh, we've got video. we got video. On the 7th of October, he will be 70. That's his birthday, the 7th of October. And um, he is known to hit the Botox quite heavily. Um, I always say that he's trying to embalm himself while he's still alive. He, he does take a lot of Botox. Um, he, is, he's, he, he moves around with doctors. There's known to be a little team of doctors who are never far away. And it's said that he leaves meetings at frequent intervals to go and consult with somebody. Um, I suspect that he's only a hypochondriac, to be honest. Um, it is, it's often said, look, has he, got, has he got cancer? He's got pancreatic cancer. He's got Parkinson's disease. When you see him in these clips that we're seeing increasingly frequently now that COVID is over and he's now coming out of the uh, the shadows, as it were, where he's been for over two years. And he's making it clear that he's in control, he's doing this, he's doing that. He looks all right. 
Uh, and and I, again, I've spoken to a number of people who said you cannot detect Parkinson's disease from the way he walks. You cannot detect symptoms of cancer just by looking at the photographs. So, I, you know, these stories will circulate, um, but there's no convincing evidence. No convincing evidence is what we have. The update on Putin's health. This is supposedly Putin shaking uncontrollably and legs repeatedly buckle during speech. He is shaking weirdly. Well, it definitely looks pronounced if you zoom in on everything. My perception of the war. I, all I can say is I think the U.S. is doing the wrong thing. Like, the entirety of the U.S. history of foreign policy is arming these radical groups against our enemies has never worked out in our favor. Ever. So I, I don't, I honestly don't know. But like I, like I predicted it last night, like you're probably going to get another 9-11, but like Ukrainian rebels in like 2040. Just, just judging by the history of this country, that's that's what happens. If not sooner, twenty thirty five. That's that's my take on the U.S.'s position. Now, as for the war in general, apparently things are are not going well for Ukraine at all right now. And that they have cut off, like, major fucking lines in and out of, like, several cities. Selling shit in Syria. They're like, fucking, we're always in the business of war. I fucking hate it. I I hate it here. Can we, can we stop this? We have a real country, please. Can we have a real country where a man like John Hinckley is celebrated as an American hero and not having his concert fucking canceled? Brooklyn venue canceled sold out concert featuring the attempted Reagan assassin. Music venue in Brooklyn on Wednesday canceled the sold-out show featuring John Hinckley Jr., who was released from court oversight earlier in the day, more than 40 years after attempting to assassinate former President Ronald Reagan. After a lot of serious consideration, we are canceling, canceling, that's how tore up I am about it. Canceling the scheduled event at Market Hotel with John Hinckley. There was a time when a place could host a thing like this, maybe a little offensive. The reaction would be, it's just a guy playing a show. Who does it hurt? The free country. The venue added, we aren't living in that kind of free country anymore for better or for worse. Nah, dude, you could totally have the show. What the fuck? 
I don't understand. I don't understand. How are we not living in that kind of a free country? You could have the show. Added that Hinckley's tour also sends a message that mental health issues and a criminal past can be recovered from and atoned for after serving one's debt to society and getting real treatment. Uh, uh, yeah. Make no mistake, canceling the concert will not deter future assassins and will have no effect on mass shootings. And it certainly won't reverse the awfulness of what Hinkley did 40 years ago. It added that the decision came after being presented with and reflecting on some very real and worsening threats and hate facing our vulnerable communities. The now 67-year-old Hinkley posted on Twitter Wednesday after his release, saying after 41 years, 2 months, and 15 days, freedom at last! He gave an interview to People Magazine. I I probably shouldn't laugh about it. I shouldn't make light of a dude that tried to assassinate a president just because I don't like the president's policies. But, like, can you imagine a world where (laughs) where Ronald Reagan... I mean, like, as if it would be much better, because, but at least George W., or I mean, not George W., George H.W. Bush didn't believe in voodoo economics. He's the one that said it was voodoo economics. John Hinckley Jr. speaks out as he's freed after trying to assassinate President Ronald Reagan. Hinkley previously shot Reagan as well as White House Press Secretary James Brady, a Secret Service agent and a police officer, in front of the Washington, D.C. Hotel on March 30th, 1981. Hinkley, who was 25 at the time, had hoped to impress Jodie Foster, the subject of an obsessive infatuation. Hello, Sassy Snicks. Good evening. A year later, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity and subsequently spent decades in treatment at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Washington, D.C. He remained in psychiatric care there until 2016 when the judge overseeing his case approved his release with restrictions, including mandatory therapy and treatment by doctors administering and monitoring his psychiatric medications. U.S. District uh, Court Judge Paul L. Friedman confirmed earlier this month that the order for Hinckley's full release would take effect on June 15th. The Associated Press reported the judge first announced the decision in September. Apparently he didn't, uh, didn't actually give an interview, unfortunately. They were just talking about his Twitter. He, he tweeted. He tweeted out. Sir, I'll follow you. Uh, the poor guys had three concerts canceled. Chicago, Connecticut, now Brooklyn. Promoters looking for another venue. The Redemption Tour, John Hinckley, 2022. I'm rooting him on. I want to hear I want to hear your music. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, he shouldn't have to change his name. See if we let's see if we can find a John Hinckley song here. The- Sorry, Charles Booker. If you didn't if you didn't see the Charles Booker ad earlier, 
You definitely need to see the the Charles Booker ad. You should look it up. Hello, Let's everybody. See what we got. Hope you're doing great. I just posted my latest single. The song is called The Places I Have Been, and it's available on Spotify and iTunes and the other streaming sites. And that makes 26 songs of mine that I have on the streaming site. So check out when you have a chance. This is one of those 26 songs I'm going to play for you right well, now. I love live music. That's why I wanted to hear you play it yourself. You're in my dreams most every night. You're still looking fine High up on a pedestal I'm so glad you're mine Life here on earth is black and white The sun's not out today I will wait until the night to Okay, okay, I've heard worse I've heard a lot worse I've heard a lot worse. Heard a lot better, but I've heard a lot worse. Wash my blues away. It's so quiet in my room. Peace is in the air. There's no place here for gloom. I mean, I'm on his side. I think the world would have been better off if if we had if we had nipped Reaganomics in the butt. I mean, like you—you're not going to—you're not going to, to because you're going to really enjoy the music, right? You're over the novelty of of seeing the dude who almost assassinated Ronald Reagan. And if you, if you know anything about me, you know that I believe that Ronald Reagan is like at the heart of everything wrong with this country right now. There were a lot of things wrong. Don't get don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things wrong with the country pre-Reagan. Why are you booing? Why are you booing? Do you even know who we're listening to? I am very sad that John Hinckley has had his concerts canceled by venues. He's a victim of cancel culture. The woke mob. Apparently it's not the woke mob. The Southern strategy deserves a boo. I'm just saying the dude shouldn't have had his concerts canceled. He has paid his debt to society. He's He's been in treatment for years. He's jumped through all the fucking hoops. In order for him to be released, I mean, he's, he's, he's had to meet some stiff fucking requirements. Stop trying to cancel me. I'm just saying he should be able to go and have his concerts and not letting him reintegrate into in, back into society is not good for his mental health. He's no beaver. <laughs> baby, baby, baby.
I don't know that I've seen that poll. Flash, uh, uh, right wingers have been talking about how on a SPLC poll, more young Democratic men feel that Republicans feel is more. Oh, feel that Republicans feel is morally justified as as any politicians trying to harm. I I I totally believe that Republicans hold that feeling. <laughs> Honest to God, because I mean, you, we, we've seen the clips of them. They'd be like, you know, when, 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 when can we bring out our fucking guns? I shouldn't encourage that kind of behavior, and I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying that I am encouraging that behavior. I'm just saying that like this happened before I was born. What if John Hinckley had succeeded? Would the world have been better? Probably. <laughs> but I mean, also, also, when it comes to that, the CIA going to CIA, and there still would have been like the supporting of death squads and shit. So I don't. <sighs> but then you got, if you had George H.W. Bush as the president instead of Reagan. I don't, did, did Reagan switch? I think he might have switched his running mates and like H.W. Uh, wasn't the vice president until like the second term. I might be wrong on that. It, it's kind of hard for him to like, if if a ran contra had happened and it had been Bush as, as president, it's kind of hard for him to deny he didn't know what was going on in the CIA, right? That would have That would have changed things around a lot. HW was the was on the ticket both times. Okay, so he, he would have been the president. I I know for a fact that Republicans are more for violence. I got charts and graphs. Pilled on HW Bush. At what I'm I'm interested on in what Pilled on H.W. Bush means all the conspiracies around him and then the Prescott Bush funding the Nazis, which is true. It's fucking true. Then all is like, fucking Bush would have seen some shit in the CIA. He would have been there for like every fucking thing. All the shady shit the CIA has done. CIA is relatively young. Yes. JFK involvement because like, there's been a lot of talk about JFK, Watergate. I, I know all of this shit. Like, it sounds like a fucking conspiracy. It sounds like a conspiracy, and it's true. But here is domestic extremist-related killings. This is for the the previous decade, 2010 to 2019. Right-wing extremism was 76%. Left-wing extremism was 3%. That was your anarchists and your black nationalists and shit like that. And I wouldn't even I wouldn't even claim the black nationalists as being on our side. What you knew Hinkley? What he knew Hinkley? What? No fucking way. Don't 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 send me down a hole. 
I can't I can't do more hole right now because I I don't I don't have uh, I don't have enough pot for that. I'm done, I've got to go grind up some more. Got some over here in the drawer. Jar is just empty. I got one more. I got one more little video. I should I put a content warning on this one? We're gonna see how a family survived. This is in Whistler, Canada. I said it took place in in Arizona. It's because I'm I'm getting it off of the Phoenix uh, news. You, babe. But we're in Canada, Whistler, Canada. Hey bear! Hey bear! Hey! Is that what you do? I would think yelling, hey, bear, would be the opposite of what you want to do. Like, you don't want the bear to, like, hey, bear, come over here. I got some picnic baskets. What the fuck? Hey, bear. I saw that interview, hey, Ida. Hey. Oh, you do want to yell at the bear? Okay. Hey. They're Canadian. They know how to handle a bear. They're walking towards it now. They're like, hey. Okay, you guys go up there. Okay. Oh, come on. Don't run. Do not run. Can we play dead yet? Hey. Hey. We, hey. Can we play dead now? Can we play dead now? Stephen, walk faster, please. Hey, bear. You throw shit at it? Hey! Hit some rocks hey. together? Pick the kid up! Pick the kid up! Okay, you did pick the kid up. Hey, bear! Hey! Hey, bear! He wanted to see Oh, they got other kids! There's more kids! Okay, he's following you, babe. Do we have other videos? No, no. The footage filmed by Brighton Peachy. Brighton Peachy! Young lady we just saw, Brighton Peachy. Brighton Peachy. How are you doing today, Bright and Peachy? Bright and Peachy. And like Brighton is like like English would spell Brighton, right? B R I G H T O N. Like, like, like fucking warlord who said like bright we're going over to Brighton to have a lunch now. Gonna have some beans. Peachy reminds them, do not run, and the couple then shouts and waves their arms. In the Instagram post, Peachy later uh Peachy, <laughs> I'm fucking her name up, later said 
We later learned uh, they've had to close this area multiple times because of this bear's increasingly aggressive behavior. This was scarier than the time I was mocked, charged by a bear because I had my kids with me and I felt helpless. The bear was not intimidated by us at all. He just kept following us. According to news reports, the bear followed them for 20 minutes, about a half a mile, before it trailed off. It never became aggressive towards the family. Wildlife experts say if you encounter a bear in the wild, you should stand your ground, never run away or play dead, and stay calm while allowing the bear a chance to leave. I'd give him a picnic basket. Is that fitting for your animal video? Do I need to show you like a cute and cuddly animal? As if the as if the bear can't the bear can't help it. It's cuddly in its own way, right? Bear can't help it's a bear. Alright, since uh since Since I kind of, uh, since I kind of, uh, shorted you on an animal video, the bear doesn't really count. I'll give I'll replay an old animal video that I've done before that was super fucking cute. This, this dog's got it figured out. He really likes his car wash. I guess it, it scratches, it scratches his back, it scratches behind his ear. Gives his, gives his coat that nice, fresh and so clean feeling. Really shines him up. Now tomorrow is Friday. I assume I will be joined by my lovely co-host. Sparkles Lavendar. We will be doing what we call the Friday Night Freak Show. She even picked out a video. She's excited. She's excited. She's got a video of a a politician she wants to show. So she she sent me she sent me the video already. He's like, I want to play that. So it is on the list. I think I think it's a local politician here. Did something badass at like the city council or something. She she may know her, or she may just be an admirer. I'm not exactly sure. We'll have to find out tomorrow. That's a that's a good teaser. Plus all kinds of shenanigans. You know I've got some fucking stupid ass stories. I do. I have the dumbest fucking story. What the fuck is going on in this world? China detected aliens. We're going to talk about China detecting aliens. Uh, A leopard knocked a dude off a bike. Sparkles is going to love that. Uh, Workers in Pennsylvania were rescued from a chocolate tank. Uh, soldiers and a wife stole weapons. I don't know what that is. They were they were stealing from the U.S. military. That's not good. 
That's probably not ending well for them. They were I, maybe they were trying to go Bonnie and Clyde. But that's tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show. If you're watching on Twitch right now, you're gonna head over to Patrick J Creates. He is doing some art. Uh, I think he's got the Illustrator up. And uh, sassy, especially like if you haven't been here for Patrick, you're gonna love fucking Patrick. So he's doing some kind of live drawing right now. I'm always excited when he's doing art. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freaking. We will see you tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show. 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific.